Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for April 26, 2018. This is Slash Film Editor-in-Chief Peter Serta, and I have a special guest with me again, and that is... Steve Weintraub from Collider.com. And we are still here in Las Vegas at CinemaCon, the annual gathering of movie theater exhibitors, and we are seeing all these presentations from the big movie studios showcasing their upcoming slates of films. And uh, last night, we got to see... Paramount Pictures give their presentation, which included Bumblebee the movie, the new Transformers film, J.J. Uh, Abrams produced Project Overlord, and Mission Impossible Fallout. And right now we're going to give you our reactions to all the footage we saw at the presentation. We will start with Bumblebee uh, because that was the first thing in the panel. Uh, this is Today was the first time they showed any footage from the movie. Bumblebee is takes place in the 80s. Haley Stansfield, the singer, actor, uh, she is the lead. Yeah. Um, Travis Knight, the guy that ran Laika, uh, who made uh, Coraline and all those uh, stop-motion animated movies. This is his live-action debut. Uh, they played a featurette where he was talking about his influences. He was... You know, highly loved like the Amblin movies of the '80s, and uh, says he played with uh, you know Transformers uh, figures when he was a kid. So this is for him the perfect live action project. Totally. Um, the the cast went on stage; they were all talking, all that stuff. But let's get into the meat and potatoes. They showcased the first footage from the film, and what was interesting is I expected the the footage to be like a trailer or a teaser trailer, but instead they did a little bit of a surprise. It was half half. Well, what I'm, but the, the first footage we saw was a full scene, which seemed like it took place near the beginning of the film. Haley Stanfield, you see her waking up in her bed, almost like Marty McFly in Back to the Future. She, she's and an 18-year-old girl in the 80s. She wears like a metal, like a t-shirt of a metal band. It's actually, I think the Smiths. Smiths? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Just Smiths. Smith. The Smiths. Um, shows how out of touch I am. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, she goes to, oh, she's playing music. Yeah, she's wearing know. headphones. Like anyway, the point she's is, just off the music. Yeah, and she, she hears the song playing yes. from the garage. Totally. Her uncle uh, gave her a car. It's an old beat up VW Bug. 
from, it was in a junkyard. Anyway, it's her 18th birthday. She wanders into the garage and something has fallen out from an old VW from the 80s. And she goes to, like, she goes underneath and like a yeah. little, um, yeah. like, you know, for like a mechanic thing where you're, you're yeah, going I, under the car. I don't think they've said this in anything so far, but I know uh, that she's kind of a, a, what do you call it? Not a mechanic, but like, likes to tinker with cars and sure. stuff, like that kind of thing. So she's well, like, she's... She's not a girly girl. She's, uh, you know... Uh, a little bit of a punk rock A gearhead. Girl. Yeah, sure. a rocket. Yeah. So what I thought, though, was the cool, the, a cool shot was... So she goes under the car, and while she's under there, she's looking around, and she sees Bumblebee's head, sort of like the Transformer thing, so his head is sitting there, and then he wakes up, and he... And the cool part about that is he, like, transforms as she's underneath yes. him. Yes. It looks really good. Uh, anyway, so he's totally scared and nervous and runs to the to the side. I want to note that Michael Bay's Transformers had so many details, so many like moving parts and pieces. This seems like a very a more simpler design. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, the point is there's a huge scene between her and Bumblebee in the garage. She's scared of him. He's scared of her. Totally. Uh, he makes some noises, and she thinks it sounds like uh, bumblebees, which is how he gets his nickname. Totally. Uh, but it's like this intimate scene. It's not, um, you know, it's, it's not big explosions. It's not uh, what you would expect from a Michael Bay-produced film. It's it's a character uh, moment, yeah. and it was actually kind of intimate. And, it, uh, was, it was very well done, and to be honest, it was more character stuff than I think we've seen in any... Um, oh, sorry, I have to close something on my uh, phone. Uh, it was more... Character stuff than I think we got in in um, in any sort of Michael Bay movie. Yeah, it was a. Oh, this is the last time I promise. I'm getting text messages. I apologize. The uh, but anyway, the footage looked great. It was a very quiet scene, and it really played well. Um, and after that scene was over, it went on. It was a, a pretty chunky scene. Yeah, that was not a short moment. And then they showed kind of a trailer, which is a montage of clips, uh, including some explosions. I mean, it's a Michael Bay produced film. A lot and of action. The explosions uh, surround uh, John Cena's character, who seems to be in the military, seems to be out to catch Bumblebee. I think maybe. Totally, but it's also like this uh, takes place before all the Transformers movies. So the fact that there's any sort of robots and Transformers means that the military had no idea what this is. Yeah. So there's a whole different kind of a thing. And there's, but, and there's two other robots, probably Decepticons. One's red, one's blue. I don't know I, who they are. They're, I totally think they're antagonists, yeah. without a doubt. Um, but it basically showed Bumblebee. It showed a whole bunch of action. It showed a whole bunch of character stuff. But ultimately, um, listen, I have no idea what Some the final... chase sequences. Totally. If, I will say straight up. It looked good. Like it did. Stuff, it it stuff, did look good. The it stuff looked, we saw looked good. It looked very promising. Yes. Uh, I would also say from the trailer part of this, I was getting some... Uh, I'm not comparing it to this movie, but like just the story-wise, it looks like they might be using this a little bit as a template. It seemed a little bit like E.T. in a way. Like It seemed like... Uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I got those vibes. I mean, they were talking earlier about Amble. Amblin, uh, so maybe I think that's also the like maybe maybe that was rubbing off on me, but like it seemed like there's some. Uh, I'm not saying it's I'm not saying the quality of ET, but I'm just saying like the story wise, like it seems very much kind of like she finds an alien, she's trying to keep, keep the sure. alien safe, you know that kind of. Thing. Look, ultimately, government's coming going to get the alien. Yeah, totally. Look, ultimately, this is you know highlighted footage, but considering the movie doesn't come out till December or November, whatever it is. It, the footage they showed today made me enthusiastic about the movie. 
That's it. And that's yeah. all it's designed to do. They're trying to sell the theater owners and why they should be excited. So let's jump into Overlord. And I do want to say Haley oh. is, is good. She's, oh, she's, I mean, not, she's not that. Really good, I mean, yeah. if you've seen True Grit or any of the stuff she's in. Uh, Age of 17? Yeah. Oh. You know she's good. But uh, it, it's just that one scene between them. There's more emotion in that than any of the other Transformers films. Listen, yeah. again, both of us sold. Um, let's jump into Overlord, which is Bad Robots. Uh, First R-rated sci-fi horror movie. First R-rated movie, period. Sure. For the longest time, people were thinking this was going to be the next installment in J.J. Uh, Abrams' Cloververse. And a lot of people were actually calling this Clover Lord. Oh, look at that. That's uh, funny. As a nickname. But J.J. Abrams came out and said, no, this is not a Cloverfield movie. And actually said, uh, it was kind of an announcement. He said, we are working on a proper Cloverfield sequel. Yes, absolutely. So... He said that um, because it was an R-rated movie, he could speak freely. And he basically said that he called the movie batshit crazy. And after seeing the footage, I completely concur. So for people that don't know anything, because I didn't know anything before I was seeing the footage today, the movie opens 12 hours before D-Day in 1944. And there are pilots in a World War II plane. They're going in for a bombing mission. They get attacked. Some of them fall out. Shit gets crazy. I mean, would you like to describe some of the foot, some of the stuff that, some of the monsters and stuff that we see? I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I mean, it seems like what the Nazis are now doing experiments. There's on a, there's some experimentation going on, and there's a serum, what appears to be a serum, because someone dies, and one of the characters in, injects one of the people that died with the serum, and they woke up. Yeah. So clearly, I think the serum, based on what. Wait, we did see, you talk about the plane sequence? At the very beginning, where they yeah. get where they get shot and they all some yeah the fall whole up. thing rips in two that was pretty freaking epic. Oh no, this is this looks like a big movie. But where I'm going with this is the serum that they show in the film. It seems like that brings people back from the dead, right? So there is a scene where we see a just a head with a spine with no body. Oh yeah, that was and, creepy. That was at the end of the thing, right? But there's a there's a head with just the spine, like from if you were if you were to like rip out my head from my body and just the spine thing connected. Yeah, if you remember Mortal, Mortal Kombat, yes, I think one of the call. people did that. It, it looked like that, but she was still alive, still alive, and I think that stems from that serum. Yeah. So there's something going on, but there was some disturbing imagery. Things really running around. Gruesome. Like this is not Very a uh, a soft R. This is like. No. Yeah. And, and by the way, this is like, look, the movie industry has produced movies for 100 years now. And the last few years have been pretty incredible with some of the stuff we've seen. For the genre to survive and streaming services and what's currently available and a distraction with video games and whatever else, you got to do new shit. And this footage, I have never seen anything that looked like this. And it looked gory and gruesome and cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm completely sold in this film, but I want to see it, and it looks insane. It looks crazy. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm there. Anything J.J. Abrams, I'm there. Yeah, Bad Robot's interesting yeah. to me, too. But So now let's jump into what I call the best footage I've seen thus far at CinemaCon. And I... We, we should say we should preface this, say that Tom Cruise has come to CinemaCon a lot. He, last time he was here with Mission Impossible... Uh, Did he come here for that? Yeah, well, what was the, the last Mission Impossible called? Uh, Not Ghost, Ghost Protocol? Protocol? Well, let's look in the comments. Well, anyway, the last Mission Impossible. Yeah, last Mission Impossible movie. Uh, they, they went on stage with the same director, Chris, Chris McQuarrie, and they basically gave the story of Tom Cruise hanging off that, like, Yes, you're plane. right. You got it. You're and right. uh, 
Tom Cruise walked us through it as they showed the real unedited footage and explained what was going on as, uh, I think, like, he had something in his mouth and he, like, lost it. I don't know. Like, there was, oh, he had these contacts made. It was a crazy thing. Anyways, it was one of the best CinemaCon presentations I've ever seen. Like, it because was... Because the main reason, because Tom took everyone in the audience behind the scenes of the sequence to educate everyone on what really it took to pull this thing off. Yeah. So... And this it, is like a sequel to that. Right. So the a few quick things. Number one, Tom Cruise was not announced for the red carpet, which I did. And I just want to tell you the, the professionalism of Tom Cruise. There were many people that did that red carpet that did not walk the whole thing. There was a lot of people on that carpet. Tom Cruise walked in unannounced what, like, and proceeded to go through every single person on that carpet giving great answers, not like the 20-second soundbite and I gotta go. Every single person he spoke to, every single person he looked them in the eye, gave them great answers, and spoke to everyone in the room. No one does this. Like, that is what we call a professional, and I just, after some recent experiences, I just want to commend him. He, like, that is truly an awesome... That's why he's Tom Cruise. So anyway... And and you compare that to other people on the red carpet that did a couple of outlets and we're, we're out of there. Right. I'm, I'm just saying I commend him. I have so much respect for him. Complete professional. So anyway, the footage that Paramount showed, Paramount and Skydance, featured Tom doing some of the craziest stunts you can possibly imagine. One sequence involved a, a massive para sequence. Actually, I want to say, before you say this. Sure. Uh... They were in setup of this movie. We had heard that Tom Cruise was doing one of the biggest stunts he's ever done, and then we saw the Super Bowl trailer. I'm not sure if you saw that. I didn't. Uh, but it, it had a couple things that are, are, are cool, like that that whole dive with the the helicopter thing. Sure. No, I know he does whatever. And I was like kind of disappointed because he had been hyping up that there was like this crazy thing that he did for the making of this movie that was like so far more crazy than, you know, him hanging off that building and goes protocol and then, you know, like all, all those things. Uh, I think we finally saw it. This, this is a stunt that took them a year sure. to pull off. Uh, I do think actually the helicopter stunt was something insane and, and when we finally see the whole thing, it yeah. is actually crazy. But, but I think he was talking about this. Yes. I think this is the thing that he's like... Okay, so... Well, uh, we should say that they filmed this, like, a month ago. It was the very last thing they did, and I wonder if it was for, like... Well, not, it wasn't just filmed a month. They filmed a hundred different nights. Yes. Over a hundred different nights, because... Uh, okay, we should say, this scene takes place at night, takes place on a... Uh, yeah, this is not the motorcycle thing that we're about to talk about. This is yeah. a completely separate thing. This takes place on a plane, right? Yes. And in the course of the scene... Uh, I wish I could. Henry Cavell's character jumps off the plane, and Tom Cruise goes out after him, and he's trying to catch him. Right? Yes. That's the the setup. Uh, now this is a what do you call this? Uh, a high altitude jump. Yeah, low something. Yeah, there, there's there's what you need. The scene takes place at night, so for them to film this, they only had three minutes in any given day to film it because they needed the exact light conditions of like right after sunset but before it gets completely dark or else they could not film it properly so that meant one jump a day and they they also uh you know only three minutes from the jump to the land uh you know landing and he needs to actually pull the parachute so they only have two minutes each jump it's the they showed us the raw footage they explained the animatic 
Chris McQuarrie and uh, Tom Cruise on stage. They and, had to build a mat because usually people have goggles and stuff, but Tom Cruise is doing this. You want to see that it's Tom Cruise. They had to engineer and get approval for like a full face mask so you can see that it's Tom Cruise. When, when the cameraman is out there falling through the air, you can, can see that it's Tom it, Cruise. I, you know what the, the really tough part about this is? Like, it's we impossible love, to describe. There's no way for us to properly describe the sequence to, except to say that Tom and Henry and the cameraman and the people around them jumped out of a plane at 30,000 feet and proceeded to film something that is so ludicrously impossible that if when you see the footage, because they're going to show this footage, you're going to eventually see what they did. You will react like we did, which is like I was scared it, looking at the footage. Yeah. And they'd already filmed it. But like it was. And I want to be clear. This isn't just Tom Cruise falling, uh, doing a skydive. A lot of people have done skydives. I haven't. But uh this is Tom Cruise, and he catches up with Henry Cavill's character, and he's doing something with yes. it, whatever. There, there's a lot to this. It's, it's very complicated, and there's a lot of danger. And the cameraman that jumps out is wearing the, the camera on his head, right? And the cameraman is adjusting focus and foc like everything down here. So everything has been rehearsed because the cameraman can't see through the, through the lens. So oh, on, on top of that, for the big moment where the cameraman... Uh, is catching Tom Cruise, uh, you know, in air. He has to be exactly three feet away from Tom Cruise because of the light conditions and dark. I actually you, thought it was like three inches. Oh no, no, no! The, uh, I'll explain that. Uh, he had to be three feet, and if he was three inches off, oh, that's it would be what completely it yeah. that's what blurry. Uh, so imagine getting like I've seen people try to accomplish like one shots that are like thirty seconds long and can't get that right because walking backwards is hard. Imagine. Imagine some, a sequence on this. L listen, the, I don't... The, the thing to know is, so, oh my God, I, I wish I wish you could see this footage right yeah. now. But I, I wish they would put this online. I know they're not going to. They're it's not going to be on So they, explain, they, they showed the animatic of the sequence, then them going out. So all I can tell you is I was jaw on ground at what they accomplished. But this is just one part of the movie. Let's talk about the power sequence. So this is just the, the, the falling out of the plane part, right? The power sequence involves Tom and Henry. Henry is an agent of the CIA. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Before you get to this, I, I, I want to reiterate here. Some movies film for 100 days. Or even less. That's Some movies that's, film in 25 days. Yes. To accomplish the skydiving sequence in this movie, they had to film for over 100 days... I mean, yes, it was only three minutes, and I mean, I'm sure that's two hours or three hours sure. with the setup, but hundred over a hundred days in a row. That's insane. And okay, go so on. Uh, no, Sorry. I want to I want to reply to that. Yeah. So they shot that sequence for a hundred days, and they had three takes that were good. So they used three takes to make the sequence, and they were showing us the raw dailies, and you could hear Tom Cruise breathing and what they did, and I I, I really like I know he's done a lot of stunts, but I I just can't say enough about that. But anyway, because we've gone yeah. on way too long, the power sequence involves Tom on a motorcycle doing the craziest stunts on a motorcycle that you can imagine, traffic everywhere, he's weaving in and out of it. I mean, again, would you agree with, you would agree with me. Yeah. It was crazy. It was in, uh, what, Paris? It was in Paris. Uh, and we only saw half the sequence and it was insane. He, at one point he's going into incoming traffic Full speed as the tra traffic's going full speed. Uh, Around the Arc de Triomphe, like in major, major areas, 
doing the stuff that you could not pay me any amount of money to do. It, it, it was pretty also, incredible. The thing you need to realize, he's on a motorcycle. He's going throughout all this traffic. If any stunt performer does anything wrong, he's dead. He's yeah. going so fast. Like, anyway, so the footage we saw today from, from Fallout, Mission Impossible Fallout, completely blew me away. Easily, like, the, the craziest stuff. I, I mean, I really am just beyond impressed with the footage. And the way Chris McQuarrie shot it. Like, the way the camera is placed, the way it's been photographed, along with Tom's performance and stunts, is why I'm so blown away. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I wasn't completely... When I saw the Super Bowl trailer, I was excited, but a lot of people were going nuts for it. And I was like, you know what? This doesn't look as good as Ghost Protocol to me. Like, like I don't know. I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is the best trailer of the Super Bowl. Uh, now, after seeing this, I'm so amped. I'm so excited to see this. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. And they finished filming like a month ago. So, I mean, they're really going to be tight on this thing like they always are in all oh, yeah. these Mission Impossibles. But, but all I can tell you is, and again, I've gone on and on, they're eventually going to show you the behind the scenes of what they did on these stunts. And you will be as impressed as us. We are, like, not cynical, but we've seen a lot. Yeah. So for us to be this effusive about footage should tell you why you should be so excited. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. You know? Anyway, those are the highlights of the Paramount panel. They, they did also show an extended uh, action point trailer. But Which, it was a lot of the stuff we had already previously seen. Maybe you hadn't. I, I really hadn't. But, I mean, action point looks like a yeah. mixture of meatballs meets jackass. And, like, I, I'm a huge Johnny Knoxville fan. I cannot believe what he's done to his body. He has literally given his body over for the enjoyment of others. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited to see that. It looks funny. It looks fun. Uh, I, and all the stunts I, I are even, real. I even liked uh, Bad, uh, Bad Grandpa with him. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, you know, Spike Jones is in that. Anything yeah. to Spike, come on. Yeah. Um, anyway, so where can we find more of your stuff? Uh, you can find me on SlashFilm.com, uh, Twitter.com slash SlashFilm, and listen to my podcast, published every weekday, Slash Film Daily. You can find it at daily.slashfilm.com. Where uh, can I find you? Uh, I'm going to say Collider.com. I'm also going to say Instagram and Twitter as Collider Frosty, and uh, obviously everyone knows all the stuff we're doing with Collider and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but anyway, listen, thank you so much for watching and we'll be back tomorrow with 20th Century Fox, Lionsgate, and what's the other one? Or is that it? Uh, there might be another one. Uh, you know what I'm excited for? Predator. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Also, I mean, Fox has a lot of stuff tomorrow. Yeah. Hopefully we're going to also see some Dark uh, Phoenix footage. Yeah. You know, and maybe the first trailer. Anyway, listen, um, more tomorrow. Thank you so much for watching.